Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. I guess if somebody wants to change their, their current situation, one of my favorite quotes is, is if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. And that's from Tony Robbins. So you just kind of have to try and shake things up and, and kind of step outside your comfort zone because I know it might seem easy um, from the, you know, for, from looking from it from the outside, but it's it's certainly not. You just have to find a way to shake things up. That's that's all you can do. And and you have to take personal responsibility for where you are at this point in time right now. Because once you accept responsibility and really own your shit, then that gives you a an opportunity to change that. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community. And that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. 
Imagine this, you're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Nathan, welcome to The Unmistakable Creative. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you so much for having me, Shrini. It's an absolute honor, man. Yeah, it is cool to have you here because you know you and I go way back to um, the earliest days of when I first discovered you. I was actually uh, one of I, my first actual cover of a magazine was based on work that you've done at Founder. Um, and when you wrote in and told me a little bit about what you're up to and, and you know sort of the new book that you're doing with Kickstarter, I had a chance to look at some of the work. And I think the thing that I have always appreciated about what you do is that you have a commitment to quality that um, I think a lot of people could learn from. Oh, well, thank you for the kind words, man, because um, I've always been a massive fan of your podcast and your show. And yeah, I'm I'm really all about, you know, just going above and beyond what people expect. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that quality excites me. I think it's, it's something that I agree a lot of people uh, don't pay attention to when they're producing work. Um, and I think it's it's what's been able to make us stand out so far. So this is this is a big part of um, you know the brand and what I'm trying to do with it. Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk extensively about process and quality and, and how you've how you've really developed it. But I, I want to start with um, something that probably many people don't ask you because uh, it doesn't really fall into the line of, of, of work that you do necessarily. But I am curious: uh, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up, and how did that end up impacting the choices that you've made with your life and your career? Yeah, so. When I was a kid, um, I wanted to be a few different things. At one stage, I wanted to be a journalist, which um, kind of sits sits with me now with the work that I'm doing. I'm not so much doing writing, but I'm definitely re- reporting and 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 uh, I'm a very very curious person and finding out what it takes for someone to build a successful business. Um, but then it also at some stage I also said I wanted to be a lawyer, and. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's really impacted the way that I'm doing the work that I am doing today because, to be honest, Srini, when I was younger, uh, my mum even always used to say to me, like, I, I, she wish I had more ambition because for some reason, one way or another, when I was in school, you know, primary school, high school, even university to a certain extent, I never really tried or I never really cared. I don't know what it was, but... I never really strive to get great grades or, and I never really uh, excelled. You know, I was never one of those kids that got really, really good marks. And, um, you know, I just scraped by to get into a university degree. So yeah, it, it, to be honest, it's only really since I've found doing the work that I'm doing today that I've really been able to find something, uh, that I've been able to excel at and I've been able to achieve, I guess a certain amount of credibility for you know the work that I'm that I've done and and uh, I guess yeah a, a reason for uh, people to acknowledge something that I've done. So what shifted internally to make you a much more ambitious person? And if you were you know advising somebody on their own life about making sort of an internal shift that enables them to tap into more ambition, what would you tell them? Yeah, so for me, um, I'm really excited to share this story because it's something that I've never really shared much before, is when I was younger, um, I personally wasn't very good with meeting girls. And this actually took me down this massive path around self-development. And, you know, part of that path was I actually never felt like, you know, even when I was like, 18, 19, I never felt like I was a man. And um, and I know this might sound kind of weird, but I felt like a boy uh, and, I, and I didn't feel like I was a fully developed man. And, you know, um, part of this you know, feeling um, took me down this path to really uh, study masculinity and uh, what it takes to become a man. And um, I started reading all these books 
And um, there was one in particular called The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. And um, I remember that I used to read these books on the train when I was going to my day job. And I actually stumbled like across and met this guy. Like he, you know, when I got off the train, he um, said to me, you know, oh, this is an awesome book. Uh, you should you should check out this other book, you know, and he's really into men's work. And that's that's a thing, you know, men's work is a movement of, um, you know, men wanting to be, you know, working on themselves and becoming more of a man. And I didn't know this at the time, but, um, you know, he's actually a life coach. And, and uh, yeah, he, you know, this is a guy that I met on the train and he said, I said, oh, you know, what do you do with yourself? And he said, you know, I work for the government, but my real purpose in life is, is actually my real mission or the reason I'm here is to help other people find their purpose in life. And that kind of just sat with me um, and he gave me his card and I never, I never did anything with that card for at least six to 12 months. But, um, you know, I just kind of, I just, just so frustrated training. I, 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 you know, I, I just used to walk to work and I, and I just knew that there deep down that not, not that I was going to be an entrepreneur or I was going to be, you know, quote unquote, people would think I was successful or anything of the sort, but I just felt with inside of me that I could do so much more. And so, so I guess this was at least, you know, six or seven years ago. And I, I don't know what happened, but somewhere along the way, a shift changed where I was just so frustrated that I said to myself, enough is enough. And I used to start, you know, listening to podcasts like, you know, Pat Flynn's show. Or, and then I started, you know, reading about all sorts of different things. And I think, you know, one thing I discovered was, you know, part of being, I think, um, a, I guess, a grounded, you know, man or a grounded person was finding something that you were truly passionate about in your day-to-day work. And that's that, you know, I guess really finding who you are really um, is a big part of developing. And it's it's something that I, I just took down this path of, of trying to fulfill as, as a person because I felt that there was something missing. You know, I, I, I just didn't know what it was. And and what ended up happening was about six six months later, I um, contacted this guy, Tony, and um, he took me down this path of, like I said to him, you know, this is where I'm at. I'm not happy with my current situation. I'm looking for work. I don't know what to do with myself. And um, he took me down a series of, I guess, coaching. And, and this is something that I, I never would have thought that I would ever do. And you know how you – I don't know if you think this, Srini, but a lot of people think, oh, you know, life coach. They're just selling snake oil and – and, and, and how can they help you? But this guy, he took me through a process which was incredibly powerful. Like this guy knew his stuff. I caught up with him at the library, the local library. And I, I, at the time, my parents thought I was super weird because I was catching up with an old dude and he was telling me what I should do with myself. And he was giving me like these missions around, you know, he used to say that, um, you know, to watch movies is, is an incredible way to find out more about yourself and, and to learn serious lessons. And uh, he got me to watch all these movies like um, this one, oh, the one with um, Tom Cruise called The Lost Samurai. Mm-hmm. And um, I never forget, you know, he got me to watch this that, that movie in particular. And um, after it, you know, I started crying because – I realized, you know, that um, I, I took myself to a place and, and the journey that I was on, I just didn't want to be there. And, yeah, he took me through all these incredible exercises and um, it, w- it was just crazy. And and after that process, I, I actually felt really comfortable with where I was at and, and I decided that I was going to go back to university and study marketing. And that kind of took me down this path of, of you know, reading the four-hour work week, um, you know, what um, also, uh, reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, and, and started to fuel my mind with with potentially that maybe I could create my own job, maybe I could do something myself online, and I just didn't know where to start. But yeah, that's that's kind of what happened for me, man. So I guess to answer your question, and, and sorry to in a long story in a roundabout way, but I know you want to go deep with this stuff. Is I guess if somebody wants to change their their current situation, I, one one of my favorite quotes is is if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. And that's from Tony Robbins. So you just kind of have to try and shake things up and and kind of step outside your comfort zone because 
I know it might seem easy um, from the you know for, from looking from it from the outside, but it's it's certainly not. You just have to find a way to shake things up. That's that's all you can do, and and you have to take personal responsibility for where you are at this point in time right now. Because once you accept responsibility and really own your shit, then that gives you a an opportunity to change that. Mm-hmm. So. Two, two questions, actually. Um, one, do you think it's, it's necessary to reach sort of this point of frustration before change actually occurs? And then, you know, you mentioned for our work, we Kathleen stuff that, you know, I'm familiar with and, and have been exposed to to some degree. And, and, you know, many of us have read a lot of these books. And this is a pattern that to this day frustrates me. And I don't feel like there is an answer to it. And, and who knows, maybe we can hash it out here. But <laughs> I, I've seen this this pattern over and over. And it doesn't matter whether it's reading books, whether it's attending seminars, whether it's listening to podcasts, is you get these sort of three groups of people, like people who will get whatever change they're seeking in their life, regardless of whether that thing had been there or not. People who change as a byproduct of that thing. And then the people who go back and keep looking for the next thing and are just addicted to this sort of inspirational new age bullshit cycle. Mm. Yeah, no, that's interesting that you say that. Um, look, for me, I uh, like that's that's what lighted this fire in me, Shrini, that that I am relentless in, in the work that I do today and I take so much passion and I take so much pride and it's just an absolute obsession and, you know, I can comfortably say that it's something that I go- I'm good at. So for me, it took, you know, this, this you know, just absolute frustration that I'd had enough. But it get, I guess it depends on the person, right? But you're right. There are definitely some people that keep falling into this loop where they just get addicted and uh, on, you know, this change and they try and, you know, say they're going to do X, Y, and Z and then they get really ramped up and then they just don't do anything about it and they move to the next thing and, yeah, I, I don't know what causes that, dude. I, I, I don't – I've never really thought of it like that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, I, the reason I bring that up is not to criticize anybody, but really because I want to see the results improve. Mm. Yeah, look, it's hard to say, right? Like I, I know exactly what you mean. Like there's definitely um, also like self-help junkies, mm-hmm. um, and these are people that just go to Tony Robbins seminars and – you know, they get really ramped up and, and they're going to change the world, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and then and then nothing really happens. And I guess fundamentally these people, you know, it's easy to get excited by, you know, going to a Tony Robbins seminar. It's easy to get super pumped, but, you know, that there's no one there to keep you accountable afterwards. And sometimes, you know, people are fundamentally, they, they, they still say that, you know, they're, they're going to make a change or they say that, it's something that they're wanting to do, but I guess fundamentally they're not comfortable enough pushing their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do this. Let's let's shift gears a little bit. Um, I want to sort of begin and start with sort of the early days of, of Founder and, and sort of, you know, was your vision for what this would be what it is now or, or did it start out differently? Um, and then uh, really what I want to spend a good amount of time talking about is your actual creative process for how you go about selecting the stories that you do, how you go about really, you know, maintaining the quality that you do. Because like I said, um, I, that is the one thing I've always respected about your work is the fact that when it comes out, I'm like, this is on par with almost any major magazine in terms of the caliber of how beautiful it is. Oh, well, thank you. So... Sorry, what was the question? Well, let's you know what was your vision for what this would be when you started? Is did it did you have the vision for what it's actually become when you started, or has it evolved over time? And if so, how? Yeah, no, look, definitely when I started, uh, so three and a half years ago, I was working in my day job, uh, working in IT support, and uh, was looking, I guess, more than anything for a vehicle out to to find work that I was passionate about and. Uh, I was pretty selfish when I when I started Shrini. Um, with full transparency, I launched the business because I wanted it to replace my income, uh, so I could leave my day job. But at the same time, you know, I was looking to find work that I was passionate about. Um, and now I finished my marketing degree. No one would give me a marketing job, and um, I, I stumbled across the fact that that you know there wasn't really a a magazine in the space that spoke to aspiring and novice stage and young entrepreneurs 
Um, you know, it's funny, you know, knowing how much noise there is out there, um, what you call the echo chamber, mm-hmm. uh, there's there, – I didn't really pay – like I, I listened to the Pat Flynn stuff and, and I listened to a few bits and pieces and I and I used to really like Yarrow Starak. He was from Australia and I used to read his blog. But I had no idea to the extent of, of how much noise there was out there and I didn't really pay that much attention to it because to be honest, I think if I did, Trini, I probably would have never launched the magazine. I probably would have been like there are so many other – you know, resources out there for, for entrepreneurs or startup founders that I'm not going to do this. But, you know, I, I, I committed to, to uh, you know, producing this first issue of the magazine, but I had no slight idea of, of where it would get to. And, and with full transparency, the way the magazine came about, Srini, was I was looking to skill up in online marketing because I had a passion for technology and I just finished a master's of marketing, which by the way, the master's of marketing, I I apply nothing of what I do to it today, but it was a really interesting experience um, on, you know, just, just doing through a master's and um, I, I found this thing called the challenge by a guy called Ed Dale and uh, he, he teaches people how to make your first a dollar in 30 days online and it's just a free kind of course and uh, he's an incredibly successful successful online internet marketer and um, you know this this course more than anything was a lead generation machine and uh, he was you know he's actually from Melbourne and he's I guess kind of I don't know famous online in Australia um, I think he used to be a little bit more well known in the space and um, long story short he created this software which I thought was absolutely brilliant, which allowed you to publish your own digital magazine and uh, also manage it and maintain it in the app store. And I just thought it was just an incredible opportunity to create a digital magazine. It would be just a really, really fun project. So I made, I decided to pull the trigger and purchase the software. And uh, that's, that's kind of where I started at first. You know, um, I wanted to create a horse racing magazine uh, with my housemate. And um, me as a person, I've always done things with other people and I've always appreciated someone else's company. I never really like to be alone. I'm, I'm okay now. I'm a lot better now. But for the most part, you know, I, I, I wanted to find a business partner to work on this this project, but I didn't know it, what, what the topic of interest was. And um, what happened was my housemate had to pull out and we couldn't do this this magazine on horse racing because uh, he got a job um, and, 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 you know, part of his contract is he couldn't do side projects. And, and you know, I, I was kind of stumbling along and, and I'd sat on this software, to be honest, for at least, you know, four to five months before I actually launched Founder. And um, when, I, when I worked out that I wasn't going to work with him on it, I, I just had a list of all these other potential uh, subjects and topics, one about, you know, personal development, one about masculinity, um, you know, so maybe I create a men's magazine and then also maybe I could create a magazine um, targeting young and aspiring and novice stage entrepreneurs and founders. And uh, the reason that came about was I, f- I, I saw that there wasn't a publication in the space that uh, I guess targeted that kind of audience, all the business all the biz- big business publications go off the assumption that you've already started a business. And, um, yeah, I had no idea that we would turn into, I guess, a fully-fledged digital media company that does, you know, information products or educational content or educational courses, you know, membership site, a podcast, um, you know, all, you know, now physical products, um, all these different things. Uh, So that's kind of evolved over time. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this, you're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. What um, what, what were your earliest challenges? Like where did you struggle in the beginning? Because I don't imagine it was just, just sort of straight ride to the top and to, to doing as well as you are today. I'm, so I'm curious, like what were the biggest challenges that you faced early on? Not just like uh, tactically, but psychologically as well. Yeah, let's start with psychologically. Um, well, I think one of the biggest challenges was launching. I was so slow to put put the first issue out and get everything ready, dude. If I knew what I knew now, I could get out in probably a week. But it took me, like I said, at least six, seven months to actually launch the first issue of the magazine. And, you know, psychologically, that was, that was rough. Um, I, I was so, so... I don't know what it was, but there was, I was so, so keen to just launch it and to be able to be like, yep, it's out there. Um, now stuff is real because I kept talking about it. Um, I remember my parents, you know, even they made like a big joke and laugh and we always make fun of each other. But I don't know, I guess I was pretty hurt at the time where they're like, oh, you know, you think you're an entrepreneur now and because you're launching this magazine and like, what are you doing? Because like, I because when you say you, you know when you've always you know say that you're going to do something and never do it and and you know for 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 I guess a fair few years I was saying I was going to you know launch an e-commerce store I was going to do this I was going to do that and you know um, you know people might have maybe my my close friends and family might have considered me someone as all talk and um, so it was very frustrating not being able to launch and I was pretty casual about it as well i wasn't really trying that hard and i i never forget uh, my girlfriend um still to this day emily we went to the zoo and it was during summer in melbourne so we launched the magazine march 5th 2013 i remember when um 
we went to the zoo, I think around, you know, December on one weekend, it was really hot. I said to her, look, you know, um, do you think the work that I put into the magazine, um, I work hard enough to, to maybe that it might be like something that I could pursue full time and, and build it up. And she said, no. And that was like a real kind of great outside perspective for me and, and really shook things up because you know, I, I didn't know, like I, I just didn't, I, I was kind of half assing it, man, to be honest with you. And then another thing that was from a psychological perspective was it was scary. It was so scary. I, I'll never forget the first interview I did. Um, no one would get back to me, man, like absolutely no one. Like I was trying to get interviews. I didn't know how. I didn't even know like, you know, how a proper magazine should look. And if you look at the first issue of the magazine, it is super embarrassing, dude. The front cover didn't even have a successful person because no one would get back to me. I had one interview with a lady called Lin Hwang, but I didn't feel that it, her you know interview was strong enough to put as a front cover. And I found this amazing graphic designer that we worked with and still to this day named Koran and uh, I actually even went to his wedding with my girlfriend when he got married in India but long story short you know he he went through some um you know his own personal issues and and uh you know things were really really like we, it was taking so long to get a magazine issue off him and um be even before that uh, you know, I, I had another graphic designer and this graphic designer, Srini, um, you know, he, he did the whole magazine, you know, he did the whole magazine for a ridiculously cheap cost. Like it was a couple hundred bucks or something. I was on the tightest budget you can imagine. I had no money, dude. Like I, I started the magazine and purchased the software and anything else to set up the company with about $3,000 on the back of my credit card. Never had any money because I always used to just like to travel and yeah, it was, it was like one of these things where at the end of it, I was just like, yep, I've just got a launch. I've got some good articles here. I re republished, asked for permission from, and that's, that was a secret and still is, you know, a certain, um, I guess, strong piece of what we do with the magazine is we find bloggers. And this is something that I actually don't really publicly talk about, which you might appreciate in, in interviews is, is more than anything, um, you know, we don't, we, we do have a lot of our own written content, but we do also in the magazine ask, um, you know, bloggers or anybody that's produced epic content that we, we think is re a really, really great fit. We ask for permission to repurpose it. And this is something, this is an idea that, that I got from Ed Dale. This is the guy that created that, that, uh, software that allowed us to create the magazine. And in fact, that's how Time Magazine started. It was 100% curated, curated content that already existed. Mm. So, you know, to, to launch the magazine, I had a few bits and pieces in there that were curated where I got permission or um, there was, I guess, uh, I forget what the um, what the, the licensing rule is, but it's um, it's you're allowed to use it without asking that person's permission. Um, it's some sort of creative content rule. Um so yeah, and and I, I got my friend, my 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 mate that was a, a journalist to to write an article, and I wrote an article, and I got my mum to proofread it, and yeah, dude, I launched uh, March fifth, two thousand thirteen, and and uh, it was it was such a relief. But um, yeah, in terms of tactics, um, had no social media following. Uh, the the web page, like the 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 like the the site at the time was literally just a a basic landing page. I ha I had no tactics, no strategy. Didn't build an email list. Didn't do any of the things that you know I would tell people to do today, or most people would think they have to do today to launch a product or a service, and and probably at a level. Uh, a, a much deeper level of complexity or complication and trying to make everything perfect. I didn't do any of that, man. Like for me, I just want to launch the magazine because I was so frustrated, frustrated that I didn't have anything to show for what I was talking about for a long time. Hmm. So 
Um, a couple of things, that, one, but I want to comment on something that you said earlier, you know, sort of the, the fact that you didn't pay a lot of attention to a lot of the stuff that is out there and that actually played a role. I, I actually have, have kind of gone on a rant about this. I think sometimes when we're consuming too much, we actually inhibit our creativity and our innovation possibilities because we're so inundated with noise and information and input. And, you know, I always tell people one of the best ways to actually unleash your creativity is to unsubscribe from a shitload of stuff and you'll be amazed at how much more you'll get done. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, I, just an observation, but you know, what I want to talk about really is your actual creative process for how something like this gets put together. Because, um, like I said, I mean, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, you know, I'd seen people try to attempt iPad magazines before, but I, I was just kind of blown away by the, the caliber of it. So, um, creative process. And then I want to talk about, um, one sort of the experiences of some of the really high profile people that you've had a chance to talk to, because I know that you've had a chance to talk to people like Richard Branson. Um, so let's let's start with the creative process first, and then we'll get into kind of um, you know t- getting to talk to some of these people. Yeah, sure thing. So, would you like to know the creative process, particularly for the magazine or yeah, anything I, that I we put the, out? The magazine in particular. Okay. So right now for the magazine, um, we we do a lot of work because I see the front covers as, I guess. The marketing machine, and and you would know this, uh, Shreeni. I'm, I'm pretty passionate about marketing, and and I'm I'm do like I, it's something. It's it's definitely something that I'm I'm decent at. So one thing that we try and do is we work our way back from the covers actually to tell a great and interesting story because I think what's allowed us to differentiate ourselves in terms of content and to tell a story around the brand. And um, to to really build a platform is is the caliber of entrepreneurs and founders that we can feature on our front covers. So it all actually begins with the cover in mind and who's going to be on the cover. But we don't know who's going to be on the cover um, for you know, you know twelve months from now. So what we will do is we we will go out and and this is you know this is this is how i started and this is this is a process that i've handed over to someone in my team where i don't manage the magazine anymore and what we do is we look at you know what do we have you know 6 months ahead from now what what do what do the covers look like so we're always working at least we try and have the covers locked down 6 to 12 months ahead of time so right now i think we've got up until june locked in and, you know, for that process, we have to go out and pitch. And, and for us, you know, we want to get, you know, like a Sarah Blakely. Like I know that she's just launched a book and she's one of the, you know, youngest female billionaires. And she's got an incredible story around how she started Spank. So that would be a really, really good fit to have her on the front cover. But we, you know, these these turnaround times take a, a ridiculous amount of time to lock down, and and this is this is one of our key parts, Shreeni, that being a grassroots brand that really speaks to people. You know, a magazine created by entrepreneurs for by entrepreneurs. This is you know this is part of the story. This is part of the creative process. So really understanding who we're going to have on the front cover and then work, working backwards. So once we lock that down, you know, we look at, for example, let's look at the December issue. So I'm just going to pull it up right now. So we know that the December issue is going to have a guy called Steve Case, and he founded AOL. And we actually interviewed him over six months ago, and we actually already launched that podcast episode uh, because uh, that was part of the negotiation to have him on the front cover of the magazine. They needed promo going out for his book. So – um, we we have a strong emphasis on the people that we feature on the covers, um, and uh, we're we're quite strict nowadays. Um, you know who who is who is you know going to be on the covers, and and we really place a lot of importance on on that person's story. So once you know once we've worked out you know for the December issue, we've got Steve Case on the front cover. Then we work out, you know, what, you know, who else is going to be within the magazine and, and if we can, if we can, let's steer it in a kind of direction on a themed kind of issue. Like if you look at, uh, for example, the June issue, which had June last year, which had, which had Seth Godin, which is one of my favorite issues and one of my favorite covers, it had Seth Godin, actually an image of him turned upside down. And I actually got his permission because I didn't know, I know it might be offensive to have a photo of yourself 
stuff turned upside down on a magazine cover. But the whole emphasis and theme around that issue was why you shouldn't do what you're told. And it was actually called like, and we coined it, you know, the change makers issue. And we, you know, interviewed all these different people that are trying to make change in the world. So we interviewed, you know, Andy Puttycomb that, uh, and he, you know, created an amazing app that I'm a massive fan of called Headspace. It's a meditation app. And then we also interviewed Amanda Palmer, who's just an amazing disruptor in her niche around music and trying to make change around how music is produced and, and uh, you know, I guess uh, fostering a community or fostering a community. So we interviewed all these incredible change makers and that only occurred once we worked out from the cover, you know, you know, Seth Godin's latest book, you know, a lot of a lot of the interviews that we get, and I'm sure it's a similar case for you. In fact, I know it's the case is is a lot of people looking for press at the time for a book that they're launching or they're looking for press. That's how we get in touch with these people, like a Tim Ferriss with his TV show that he launched last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always around an angle and, and uh, you know, sometimes we can try and, you know, fit that in, angle in around the whole theme of the issue because we work from the cover in mind and work backwards. And then the next piece of that puzzle is writing content around that issue. So, for example, the change makers issue, you know, we 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 created content and we got people to create content around what it takes to create a start social enterprise and you know the the decisions that you have to make and just some really key actionable articles and this is the key piece where we have a, an extreme emphasis on evergreen content that is super in depth. We are not interested in breaking news. And we're only interested on extracting what I, you know, what you would call gold that, you know, people can share from their journey, which is, you know, similar stuff. You know, it's not, it's not groundbreaking stuff, but we, that's that's the focus that we're taking. Evergreen content that is extremely actionable, you know, actionable, tactical, or strategical based advice that that people can take away. And uh, even at the end of every magazine issue, we have actionable takeaways. So this is something that I just came up with because. And that's the emphasis of the magazine. We want people to be able to delve deep into stories and, and read an issue. But also at the end of it, you have actionable takeaways. So if you've read a story, you know, at the end, you can be like, OK, I know I need to take this away from the story. Uh, or this is something, this is a lesson that I can take away from this person's journey. So we go out and, um, you know, we're always doing interviews. I still to this day do the interview, Srini, because um, – it's just fun and and it's it's something that I feel very privileged to do. But to be honest, probably this time next year, man, I won't be doing the interviews anymore. Um, I have to have a focus on scaling the company, and uh, we don't get the leverage, you know, if if I'm always doing the interviews. And I think I think there's better interviewers out there, you know. One thing that you told me once, famously, uh, and I'll never forget this, in um, was you said that you know there's a lot of uh, I don't know. And please don't take this the wrong way, and I'm not <laughs> being a jerk, but you, you said to me in the nicest way possible that, that there are other people out there that can do interviews for, for founder or, or maybe that you're not the best interviewer. <laughs> and I take no offense to that at all, dude. Um, and, and I agree, you know, like there are definitely better interviewers out there. Um, you know, you're an incredible interviewer. Uh, I, I think, we, we, you know, founder might do better if we, if we had a, a journalist <laughs> or, or a, a series of journalists doing interviews that, are, you know, uh, are better than me so um that's something that you know i'm i just want to plug in there that i'm definitely not going to do for the rest of founders life um i'm, I'm looking to build a scalable asset uh, i don't want to build a personal brand this is not about me i'm not some successful guru that um you know knows everything around entrepreneurship i'm just trying to tell a story and and produce great content for people in many different forms and create a platform that can truly help people around business and yeah so long story short you know i don't want to digress but you know we work out once we've you know we're always doing interviews we work out with the front cover in mind then we try and slot all the other interviews we always have uh, at least three feature magazine features the magazine isn't your traditional kind of I guess, you know, 30, 40 article based magazine will have anywhere between eight to 12 uh, pieces in the magazine and always there'll be three features and we try and slot them in, you know, in regards to the theme of the magazine if we do have a theme 
And um, you know, we give those we give those articles to writers and get them to write an awesome story and make sure it's super actionable. And and uh, you know, we've trained up a, a handful of writers that are constantly you know writing features for us in the magazine that they know the kind of work that we're looking for and it has to be in depth and it has to be long and it has to be actionable. And then, um, you know, once we put all of this content together, you know, we might source a bit of stuff that, that we're going to republish um, and get someone's permission. And then we might write some some of our own, you know, um, original content. And then also we've got the original content from the interviews. And that all goes into a Word document. Now, I know this this might be, you know, blow people's minds and people might be like, wow, you know, magazine, it's, you know, takes such, um, you know, it's, it's such a big deal and it takes so much, I guess, um, the level of practice, well, that, that, all that content goes into a word document and that word document is a very, very basic template where there's certain things that have to be filled and, you know, to create, um, any magazine, you have to have a few different sections. You have to have the back of the book, which is the, which is just in the meaty part of it. Um, and that, and, you know, you have your chunky beefy kind of articles and then you have the front of the book where you can have kind of shorter based pieces or bite-sized pieces that people can read and then you have you know the masthead and you know the table of contents and then you have a front cover and as simple as that we've put we plug in all of those things into this word document and then we have you know all everyone's images and then we we've found an amazing designer and this is the this is a really important part, Trini. I'm not a designer, mm-hmm. but I've found someone that is incredibly talented that um, takes over from there, from that Word document. And we go up and back. Like, obviously, it's heavily edited, and we have a copy editor that goes through it, and a C is doing an amazing job creating great content and finding that content and creating it and, and piecing it all together. But more than anything, um, once that Word document, once we have that Word document, it goes to Koran. And um, he takes he takes over, man, and, and we give full creative control. I think, um, you know, so this has been a little bit of a secret to our creative process when we're creating anything at all, Shrini, is we – I find, you know, a designer – like if you look at the Kickstarter book, you know, the founder version 1.0, you look at the landing page, I found the X – head of design at 99 designs to do that landing page and that's probably one of the best landing pages on kickstarter i've personally ever seen and you know i i have a process where i try and find just the biggest weapon in design because i know that design is is, it can be a form of usp it can be a strong differentiator and and i'm obsessed with someone's experience when they consume your content because we're, we're a content play like the founder is a content play we produce content whether it's free content or whether it's premium content whether that's you know paid content or free content premium content free content doesn't matter whatever it is we produce we go above and beyond with design because i want the design to be a certain level of experience that people will feel and um you know that's a big part of the i don't know if you'd call that part of the creative process but that's constantly what i'm thinking about constantly what i'm obsessing about man and you know with the content it just has to be super actionable and i guess i have a bit of a knack of 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 knowing what interests people or what people care about and i've handed that on and and i've turned the magazine actually into um like a process you know like any like you know if if a seer decides you know that that she wants to move on or, you know, I, I can give this process to someone else and, and, and create the magazine. Yeah, it's going to take some training, but the we do have that into, you know, a process. It's like a 21-step process and, and we have, uh, you know, a whole creative process around that that um, we can be replicated. Hmm. All right. Um, well, let's do this. Uh, let's wrap up by uh, having you tell people about uh, the the Kickstarter and uh, you know the decision to, to kind of go from digital to physical products. Wh- why, you know, of all things, would you do decide to do that? <laughs> Much like how you you decide your creative projects, man, for fun, <laughs> and who knows if it will work, and you don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah, which and I that's, appreciate tremendously. That's 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 it. I think. Every time Srini founders leveled up or we've we've been able to create a story which from word of mouth people will hear of, 
is every time we've gone against the grain where we've, you know, created a magazine or we've find, you know, we've, we've tried to find a channel or, you know, from a marketing standpoint where nobody is marketing or nobody's doing, um, or we're doing something different. And, and for me, you know, it, it was, it was just something like we've all, I've always had this thought, even when I was in my day job, you know, it took me about a year to build up, build up the magazine, like with full transparency, it took me a year to build it up, to leave my day job before I could replace my income and operating costs of the magazine. And, um, you know, after that year or so, I, I had this idea to do a greatest hits album. You know, a lot of artists do greatest hits album. Um, you know, one of my favorite favorite you know um albums is Tupac's greatest hits. It's got his best stuff. You know, he's he's an incredible artist, but it's got some of his best stuff wrapped into one album. And you know, I think as as any kind of artist or as any kind of creator or even as an entrepreneur, you know, you you are an artist. You know, it doesn't hurt, especially from a content play, to put together your best stuff packaged up into one body of work so i've always had this idea to just create a you know a, a best of um or, or something of variation whatever that is and maybe just putting it on amazon maybe just turning into a book and and i want to be really really clear it's not authored by me it's authored by the brand it's published by the brand um you know i don't I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually not a writer, Srini. I, I don't write. I don't do any writing for, for any of the content we put out. So we've got amazing writers that do that. And um, you know, I had this idea to 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 do a best of album, and it, it come back to me. I think the best ideas and the best things, the best projects that that we end up pursuing at Founder are the ones that keep coming back to us, and the ones that have been on the boil maybe for a couple of years or maybe for at least a year they don't they're not ones that we come up with overnight it's like yep we're going to do that it's something that's that sits with you and you let it search, like mull over it like you know good, good like a good wine and it was something that kept coming back and you know we've got an incredible um writer kate white who who i used to work with at my day job and she's she's incredibly talented she does a lot of writing for the magazine she's done a you know writing for the blog and some other creative projects for us and she come to me with this idea and said nathan let's create a best of you know for founder and we can turn it maybe into just a free ebook for people and um she was, she's been working on it for so long. She went through because we've produced thousands upon thousands of hours worth of content now, Shrini. And, you know, there's a lot of noise, you know, and we're contributing to that noise. I thought, you know, what wouldn't it be awesome to create a best of, and, she pulled together, you know, it took her four months, but she trawled through all the magazine issues, all the blog posts, everything that we've put out and, and, you know, wrote some of her own stuff and you just compiled this, you know, just, just treasure trove of gold from like, you know, Richard Branson on, you know, um, idea validation or, you know, Steve Blank on idea validation and just getting insights from all these people or like, you know, Sean Neff, who's created like a multi-million dollar brand, um, like, you know, for, for, for the, for young millennials that was <clears throat> like, he's just crushing it and, and, you know, sharing his thoughts on branding or the founder of North Face where he shares his thoughts on branding. So she's compiled it into all these different sections on – so anywhere you're at in the journey as an entrepreneur, you know, this this book is a very, you know, relatable book for anybody wherever they are on the journey. And I said, look, this, this content is so good. I think we should turn this into a physical book. And I know there isn't any coffee table business books out there. I know I don't know there might be a reason there is I don't know but I, I know we've got a, a strong team in-house let's self-publish this thing and let's put it on Kickstarter I'd always been super inspired by like what Eric Reese had did with his book called the leader's guide I'm not sure if you're familiar with it Srini or what um, uh, Seth Godin did with the Icarus deception for his book and then most recently I thought John Lee Dumas did an incredible job with his, his wasn't a book, but a journal on Kickstarter and involving the community to bring a project to life. And yeah, dude, that's why this uh, project came about. And and more than anything, it's just been so fun. Like, you know, me and the guys at Founder HQ and the team, it's just been such an incredibly rewarding process. From And we've had all had so much fun. I think within the company now, we're going to have a rule that we do at least one creative fun project that we don't know will work and, and just have fun with it. Wow. Um, well, this has been fantastic. Where can people find out more uh, about the Kickstarter and, and we'll, you know, we'll be sure to link up all of it in the show notes. 
Yeah, so if people want to find out more, you can go to foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G.com forward slash book, or you can just search founder um, and uh, founder version 1.0 or founder on Kickstarter, and you'll be able to find it. Cool. I have one last question for you, which is how we finish all our interviews. What do you think it is that makes somebody or something unmistakable? I think someone that just owns on their craft for a very, very, very long time. Um, and, and it has to be an obsession because you love it so much because it's within inside you. This is what you were born to do. And you don't care about the recognition. You don't care about the money. All you care about is the craft. And that's all you beat on all day, every day. And you're extremely patient. You don't care whether people see it. You just do it for fun and you do it for the love of it. And you do it for a very, very long period of time. And once you do that, eventually, you know, that that's what makes someone unmistakable, I think. Hmm. Well, uh, this has been fantastic. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us and uh, share your stories and your insights with our listeners. Look, thank you so much for you know having me, Srini. It's an absolute honor. I've been a massive fan of your work for a very, very long time, and uh, you know I, I feel really privileged to be here. Yeah, awesome. And for everybody listening, we will wrap the show with that. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World, and this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration 
into the human skills that AI can't touch, the skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.